Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a Wrestling Mind Podcast. Enjoy the show. Well, I was a fanatic. There's no doubt a fanatic. My goal was to get carried out of the wrestling room because of exhaustion, and it never happened. The thing it did for me every day about 6 o'clock is that when I got out, I looked back in, and there was nobody else there. Bottom line was I didn't reach my goal. So guess what happened? I went back in the room again. But I got some quality time because of just some kind of a fanatic goal. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a Wrestling Mind podcast. This is yours truly, Ryan Warner. I'm sitting here in Minneapolis, Minnesota this morning recording this intro. Today we have one of my good buddies, Clayton Rush, on the podcast. Clayton was a multiple-time Illinois State champion and a two-time NCAA Division III national champion for Coe College, which is out in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And this is uh, this episode something I'm going to do for each season in that I'm having someone from the area I grew up on the podcast, whether it's a wrestler or a coach, uh, and that area is the Quad Cities. So two cities in Iowa, two cities in Illinois, about an hour from the University of Iowa, middle of nowheresville, right, people? But we love it. It was a good place to grow up, and I had a lot of good wrestling there. And so this week's with Clayton. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you back soon. Thanks, y'all. All right, folks, we're here with another episode. We have Clayton Rush on the line. Clayton, what's going on, my man? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's early on a Thursday. Get my morning coffee. Um, now, Clayton, we've known each other for a long time, um, coming up through the wrestling ranks together. But for those of the listeners who don't know you, just walk us through your, your wrestling journey. How did you get into it, and um, what, did that, what did that path look like for you? Well, when I was a kid, I, was, I think I was three years old when I first started, so um, my brother wrestled, and, and I'd go to his competitions. He was in high school at that time, so you know I'd go to those competitions. And just like any other kid, you want to get out there and do whatever Big Brother's doing. Or uh, you know, my personality was, you know, I want to I want to be doing whatever all the older kids are doing. So I wanted to do it. And um, I think the first couple of years I spent probably 99% of my matches on my back, waving at my mom and dad. So um, <laughs> and, and and then from there it kind of took off. Yeah, and you had some in- incredible success, um, you know, through the middle school ranks as well as through the high school ranks. You're a two-time state champ, and then you end up at Coe College, which is the Division Three powerhouse in Iowa, and you had a really good freshman season. I ended up taking second, and it's funny, we were just talking before this that uh, Gail, um, one of Illinois' greatest coaches in my opinion, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. she's she just put all of your matches online for the first time, and you rewatched that that finals match from your freshman year. Um, obviously, taking second in the country as a freshman is a great accomplishment, but it was probably a major major loss to you. Like, what? Uh, can you just take us back to that match? Like, what were you feeling going into it? Did you expect to win? Um, like, what was your mindset like going into the nationals your freshman year? Well, actually, I had I had previously wrestled that kid uh, at national duels, and I took him down a couple times and I dresser dumped him to his back and pinned him at national duel. So, um, that was kind of the match that put me onto the scene my freshman year. Um, so then when I'm going to that finals match, I was feeling, you know, you're obviously confident and regardless of whether he beat me or I beat him before, you're still confident. You're at the national tournament, you're in the finals. So, um, but 
you know, you get on, you get on the stage and, and you're nervous and everything else. When that whistle blows, it's just, you, it kind of, you kind of lose it and then you realize you're just wrestling. So, um, but I, I dressed or dumped him to his back again and, uh, got a, got a five count. So I was, I was up five zero and then I cut him. Um, and if, if you know me at all and you do, uh, you probably aren't surprised by that at all. <laughs> no, um, not at all. I can hear so, Gail yelling it from right now in the stands. Yeah, I'm so sorry. So I cut him, and we got in a little bit of a flurry, and, and I just re- I relaxed in a front headlock, and, and honestly, I just watched it for the first time since um, just uh, two days ago, and I was in a front headlock for a long, long time, and he just kept gaining position and gaining position, and next thing I know, I'm in a cradle, and uh i i didn't realize this but i kind of almost squeaked my way out of there but um he kind of did like uh like when you got a cradle and he did like a neck wrench i don't really know what you would call yeah. that move but yeah he did that and i was flatter than a pancake so oh my god i i didn't realize going into it that you had already beat him earlier in the year let alone yeah. him. um so take us so I, I obviously you just rewatched it. It's a, it's a tough thing to, tough thing to do. Um, now if you could remember, I mean like that night or the next day after, or like maybe the Tuesday after nationals, you're back at, you're back at your dorm. You're, there's no one around. Like, what are you feeling? And like, what's your mentality to get, to get back on the mission to, to win a national title? Like talk us through that a little bit. Cause I think that's where a lot of kids struggle. Um, is when you have a, a, a defeat or you have, a blow like that how do you get back up like what what was your thought process there well i didn't i didn't handle it the best um i you know after the match obviously i was heartbroken and um our so at that time coast spring break led right into after nationals so when nationals was over i had a week off of school um so unlike many other college uh college students uh, who had plans i did not i just drove home and I lived two hours from Co, and I pretty much cried all the way home. Um, and I and got this is how many days after? This is the next day. And you were so you were still crying the next day. Jesus. Yeah, okay. I was just yeah, it was emotional and crying all the way home. And 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 you know my mom. I got home and she was nurturing, of course. And that's just kind of how she when when her kids are upset, she's very nurturing. Yeah. But I got to a point where it was kind of like. Okay, get over it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and and not only was she like that, my coaches were, you know, okay, like, hey, it happened. Um, there's really nothing we can do about it. You did well, but we've got bigger and better things ahead of us. So um, that's kind of what that was. And then um, I'd say, you know, that week went by and, and I got over it. And then as soon as I got back to school, my coach was pretty uh, – pretty uh, forward about okay let's start training some greco um because i had a little bit of a be- greco background coming into college and so we started doing that and honestly it kind of it kind of took things away from me when i started training greco and um at least out of my mind um i didn't think about it as much and um you know you just look into the future and, and what you can do to get better yeah yeah and i didn't so it's funny when all this was happening you and I were probably you know, in the least amount of contact as we are now. So this is all uh, this is all new to me. I actually don't know these questions yeah. I'm asking. And then, um, so then you come into then you come into your your sophomore year. You end up taking fifth, which 
Yeah, obviously it's worse than second. Now maybe you rested a better tournament, maybe you didn't. Take us back to again. It's Saturday night. Uh, obviously, fifth is not what you want. I, I know you. Um, is it a similar process? And the reason I'm asking these questions is you're a coach now, and you know you realize like how uh, how important it is to bounce back, especially in a tournament to wrestle back for a third or a fifth. Um, so, like, t- take us back again. Now it's your sophomore year. You get fifth. Now it's two years in a row, and you're like, shit, I'm doing everything right. I'm training as hard as I can, which I know you were. Like, what was, what was that like? Was it a similar experience or um, what got my, you back on at that point? My sophomore year was completely different. So um, I wrestled with a few injuries that year. Uh, I had a knee surgery right at the beginning of the season. I had torn my meniscus and locked my knee up. So I had surgery like two weeks into season. Um, and then my first match back from that, I injured my shoulder. So I wrestled the entire year with, with a couple injuries, but um, it got to a point where, you know, and, I, and as I look back, I kick myself in the butt just because uh, you only get one time to do this. But I look, you know, look back, and I think it was like conference tournament, which was our national qualifier. Then um, I was ready to be done. I was my my body was broken down, and my mind was broken. Um, so then you know, nationals rolls around and I'm not going to say I didn't give everything I had because I absolutely did. And like you said, you know me, I'm going to go out and try to win. Yeah. Um, but I wrestled a guy that I had majored the year before um, in the semifinals at nationals and he beat me by one. So um, I'm not going to say that my mindset wasn't right then, but leading up to it wasn't probably where it needed to be. Um, now, I tell you that and if you ask anybody else, they'll probably say something like, well, you were injured, but, um, you know how, you know, as a competitor, you don't ever, you don't ever use that as a crutch. You don't use it as a crutch. So, um, I would say that's a, that's a big factor. And then afterwards it was just kind of like, um, I almost, you know, obviously I was upset. I did not want to take fifth. I wanted to get first. And, um, you know, afterwards it was almost kind of like, Oh man, thank goodness this is over for right now. And honestly, it took, it took a couple weeks and then I was back to it. And, and that's all I needed. I just needed a fresh, I needed, I needed to be away for a minute. I am shocked to my core that I'm hearing these words from, from uh, Clayton Rush that, you know, you were just kind of ready to be done with it. I know burnout or not even burnout, just, you know, being, you know, just drained from a season of cutting weight from grinding uh, a lot of wrestlers experience that. Um, you talk to some, they say they never did. Others say, of course, you know, at certain points of the year, especially in that, that late January, early February, the season can really get to you. And so you were at the point where you're like, I just want to be done with this already. I'm, I'm just, I'm just sick of this for the year. Yeah, that is. It was, it was odd, and it was odd to, to even, you know, as I look, you know, you look back after the fact and to even think that just because of how much, I mean you put so much time and, and money and effort and sweat and everything else into the sport. And then you think you wanted to be done with it for not, I didn't want to be done with the sport. I want to be done with the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, you were thinking it. And then what do you, so if you're thinking now, like you have some stud kid on your team and this doesn't, doesn't even have to be wrestling, right? This could be anything where someone has a skill in a certain area and they work really hard at it. And then after a while, they just, you know, they need a break from it. Like, what would you do now if, as a coach and you have one of your, one of your athletes and you can, you can start to tell that they're just, they're not, 
they're not mentally 100 percent into it like, how do you, how do you deal with it now knowing that you can't give them a break you need them on the team but like what, have you thought about how you would handle that now if you see that in one of your wrestlers yeah actually i uh i have a wrestler that's a senior right now that's that way um, he was a state champ this year. He's a state champ as a sophomore and took third as a junior. So, um, Woo! he's, he's one kid that, uh, he, he's the exact, he's just like that. He, he likes his summers off. He doesn't do a lot of freestyle and Greco, which I, you know, you wish that he would just because he's a, a ball of talent, but, um, you know, in, in the season, he, he liked his days off. So every Monday he lifted, he didn't wrestle. He just lifted. Um, and really? his weight, yeah, his weight would allow that. So, um, that was kind of his, uh, you know, getting away from it. And he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And that's something so you, kinda, you agreed to, kinda, or how, how, how did that all work? Yeah, well, I didn't, he, he didn't send it to me. I just said, Hey, you're just going to lift today. And, um, and then he saw how he wrestled and he was performing well, he was staying strong and, um, he's kind of, he kind of ran with it. and. Honestly, it's just kind of getting to know each individual athlete and what motivates them and how they tick and everything else like that. And that's kind of one thing that I learned from um, Coach O. Uh, he he did a really good job at that. And um, I think that, uh, especially my junior and senior year, he did a really good job with that. You know, hey, Rush, go lift, or you're going to drill and lift. And um, even my sophomore year, he tried to he tried to do that, but there just was other things going on in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, that, I think it's really important for coaches to do that. And uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you've talked to some guys that you're probably hearing something similar, or even at a higher level, higher level, but um, it's just getting to know each, each uh, individual athlete and how they tick. So. And that's something that um, I actually just reread the book season on the mat um, Gable's book, not too, like literally a month ago. And that's what really jumped out to me that I never really, I didn't really remember that of Gable, but in that book, it really jumps out that each wrestler was treated as an individual for sure. Joe Williams, he had his own, he could do his own thing. Whereas like Mike Mena or Ironside, like they were treated differently. And then McElroy was treated completely differently. So it's interesting that you say that because obviously that's like what the great ones do. Phil Jackson with the Bulls, same thing. Each, each guy had his own, um, has his own way of being motivated. And then you talk about coach Joe who, all-American for Iowa, wrestled on some of those early 90s teams that were just unbelievably talented. So he learned from the best. And so he got to know you and said, okay, hey, like there's certain things we're going to do to shake this up. Um, and that's something you carried on to your coaching career, which I think is a great idea. So going into your junior, uh, junior year especially, what were you thinking? Like, Did you have goals that you thought about daily? Like, okay, I need to do 100 takedowns a day. I need to get this much cardio in today like how did you think about your goals and manage that because it's such a long season yeah it was a long season I think uh just kind of breaking it down into into different the season broken down into seasons so you had your before Thanksgiving okay. then you had till your Christmas and then after Christmas you had uh your long grind until the end and uh anytime I was sent home for a break I did not go on the mat I was off the mat um, and I was instructed to do that. You have to stay off the mat. And actually, uh, I was told do, do a workout that, you know, nobody else is doing in the nation, you know, do something that, you know, is going to separate yourself from other guys in the nation. You don't have to be on the mat to get better. Um, so, oh, wow. 
I would just, yeah, I would do stuff like that. So, you know, at the time my parents just got a, a, wor- a wood burner. So I'd go out and chop up wood for, you know, an hour or I would chop it up and throw it in a wheelbarrow and, and walk it a certain distance and then unload it and then load it back up and walk it back to the wood burner. Just something crazy like that. And, um, just to, just to do something different. It wasn't lifting weights. It was just like they, like I was told, do something different that, you know, nobody else is doing. So, um, that was kind of how I broke it up a little bit. Uh, kept my mind fresh and, and, and ready for, ready for when, you know, when practice rolled around, I was ready to get better. Man, I love, that's such a savage workout out there chopping wood like that. That is awesome. I had no idea you did that. Um, any other workouts like that you did that, that you can remember or does that one really jump out to you? Uh, that one really jumps out to me, but you know, you know where I live. So, um, yeah, I, I can't it, remember if we for have the a listeners in the absolute sticks, right? And that's where we grew up. <laughs> Western Illinois, um, absolute middle of nowhere. Uh, there's not a lot around except, uh, Clayton lives on a, I guess you would call it a farm. He has this horse barn. Yeah. I mean, you could, I guess you could work out in there and do pull-ups from the, from the beams, like, uh, Rocky yeah. style, but, uh, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I did a few of those. <laughs> and then, um, so you're going into, so now it's like, all right, we've got to the nationals. We've made it through the quarters of semis. We're going into the, to the finals here. And now I would say, all right, all of this, all of this frustration, all of this, um, these injuries, the, the grind, you know, all the work I put in, now I'm ready to, I'm ready to take what's mine, right? Going into your finals, your junior year. What are you thinking before you go on to the match? Like, just to keep yourself calm. I mean, did you have any mantras you said to yourself? I mean, like, what do you, where were you at mentally before that match? Um, well, I would say if there, there was anything I would say to myself, um, and, and you probably don't know right off the top of your head, but it'll sound familiar. Uh, growing up, my mom, my mom was my coach. So, uh, she would say something like, uh, there isn't anybody you can't take down. So, uh, not that I would say my, say this to myself every time I stepped on the mat, but it was just something that was ingrained in me. Like I just knew there was nobody I couldn't take down. Um, and I knew if I could take somebody down and I can get out, I was going to win a match. Uh, and and wrestling on my feet was kind of my thing, so that's where I wanted to be, and uh, that's where I put myself in those higher, you know, higher pressure matches. And uh, you know, you just go out and you just go out and wrestle. Once the whistle blows, you really you really forget about you know all the everything that's going through your mind. And you just wrestle and react, and um, I think that's what uh, kind of elevated me to the next level was to start doing that rather than um thinking about this and that or my injury or or whatever I didn't have I was injury free for the first time and um I think it showed too I think I wrestled pretty well healthy and um got after it and won that won that first national title and that had to feel just amazing um to to really you know see that see those goals come to fruition that had to be a, an incredible time yeah well for two years i i didn't get it so mm-hmm. um yep. you know after the match you put your hands up in the air and one of my buddies was like well you know i'm bishar he's like yeah oh yeah hey, you just look you look like you you know got you know weight off your shoulders and i was like i did <laughs> i did i finally right. i finally did it so yeah um, and that's kind of what it was. It was it was something similar to my sophomore year, weight off my shoulders once the season was over, but it was a different kind of feeling, <laughs> obviously. And, obviously, yeah. Shout out to Danny Bichar. We love you, buddy. How you doing? Yeah. Um, 
And did you ever like doubt yourself along the way? I mean, because someone looks at your resume and they say, man, this guy was just, this guy was nails all the way through, right? That three-time state placer, two-time Illinois state champ, four-time All-American, two-time uh, national champ. Um, so someone even as accomplished as you, did you ever have a like, doubt creep in at any point in the journey? Like, man, maybe this is, isn't going to happen for me. And like, if so, like, how did you, uh, how did you, uh, I guess, get over that or respond to it? Um, I don't think I ever had any doubts. I wasn't, I mean, you know me, I'm not an overly confident person. I'm not arrogant. Um, mm -hmm. but when I step on the mat, I'm, I'm a pretty confident wrestler. Uh, yeah. But I think more than anything, it was, you know, envisioning what you're doing on the mat and in doing that, I would be like, okay, what if he did this? Um, and what if he took me down or whatever? And, um, I, I just, when I, when I started telling myself that, uh, I think I just kind of switched gears and was like, okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> kind of like, it reached it. That is not going to happen. So, um, Man, or did, you just hit like, on okay, something. Yeah, you just hit on something that I, uh, we've talked about with a lot of other guests. Tom Ryan really talked about this, but so you used to envision what the matches were going to be like before you go into them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's, I mean, visualization is something that, you know, I've been big into in the past year, and I didn't realize that you were practicing that way back then even. I mean, not way back, but what, what was it, like six years ago when you won? Five years ago? Uh, no, it was, it was eight-ish. Eight eight years ago? So you were doing this yeah, back no. then. And so would you envision, okay, if I get taken on, this is what I'm going to do. And then you would just like get yourself so fired up that, you know, you would, you would say, well, I'm not going to get taken out. And then, um, then you would just keep going and like kind of get out of whatever, uh, whatever um, not doubt, but like just that, that's what kind of would put you – put you on point to get the best out of that day you would just envision what it'd be like to win yeah you just envision it and you know you you wrestle yourself through a match in your mind and um something negative pops into your head you either erase it or you have an answer for it so uh you know you get taken down and then if you don't want to get taken down then you erase it or you say i'll just get it i'll just get out get my escape and i'll get back on his legs or you know stuff like that and, um, wow that's yeah awesome. and he, yeah so uh, I don't think it's anything. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. When the uh, when the Jake Herbert podcast comes out, you will not believe like what his visualization was. It was, and I'll just give you a brief intro to it. He he used to imagine himself tech falling the guy in the national finals in the first period and being so jacked up that the ref would try to stop the match and he wouldn't let it stop. And then his coach would have to come and put a tranquilizer in his neck to get him off the guy. That's how like fired up he was to just attack this guy. It was absolutely wow. crazy. Oh, he's, my God. I didn't ever get that far. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's like, yeah, the wow. ref would try to stop the match, and then I wouldn't stop, and then my coaches would try to pull me off him, and I wouldn't stop, and then they had to put a tranquilizer in my neck to take me out of the NCAA finals. I'm like, holy oh. shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh crazy, God. man. Um, that is well, crazy. Well, Clayton, this has been a lot of fun, man. I want to dive into some rapid fire, then we'll, we'll let you go here. You know, what is it about wrestling that, that – you loved and it just kept you into the sport after all these years because we know it's not an easy sport there's the weight cut there's the workouts like what was it about it that you really really loved and still love i think because it's different than every other sport everything's different everything's at a higher level you have to be more committed you have to be more disciplined you have to be more um you have to be more uh you, you have to have more hard work more work ethic uh, more resiliency so um, not that you don't have to have those in other sports because to each their own, but, um, wrestling is just a different animal and 
everybody everybody that does it never regrets it and i think there's a there's a certain respect that comes along with it and i think that's probably i think that's probably it right there it's just different than every other sport um mm-hmm. and just the discipline alone because you know the things that you just said right there the weight cut the workouts um you have to be disciplined in every area getting up early for workouts um so uh just the discipline alone will teach you a lot about life and and i think that's you know uh ultimately our goal is to be successful in life whether it's your career or being a husband or a father and teaching your kids the right things and i think that wrestling without a doubt does that by default absolutely yeah love that love that answer okay cool so second question is you know you wrestled for and uh, coached with uh coach coach o john orsendorf uh head coach at co college um to me one of the great uh great coaches in college wrestling who probably doesn't get as much due as he should like just the way he builds that team culture at co um the way he gets everyone to buy in i something i it just really uh was really um just eye-opening to me like if you had to uh to look back and understand like what you take from coach o into your coaching now you're the head coach at a, at a high school in iowa what did you learn most from coach o just from your years working with him he's big on you know i kind of touched on this earlier he's big on yeah uh motivating each guy and, and getting to know him personally so uh, you spend a lot of time getting to know your athletes on a personal level, um, so you know how they tick. And um, it's not just knowing them as a wrestler, because you know you can watch a wrestling match and say, "Okay, I know what kind of, I know what kind of wrestler you are." But it's getting to know them on a personal level, where I mean, you could even watch a wrestling match and and know what kind of person they are. Um, and that's kind of what's fun too. Uh, you can see how that translates. But um, just getting, just spending time and and you know, sticking your neck out there to get to know some of these guys. And a lot of them appreciate the relationship that you do build with them. So um, much like you had when you were growing up, you had coaches that you wanted to win for. And uh, if you, if you think about it, those coaches were ones that you had good relationships with that spent the time to get to know you. So um, I think that's uh, it's probably a big one right there is just, just finding, finding relationships with them and, and that way you can get to motivate them. Yeah. Well, and we can all look back and, you know, point blank tell you who, who had a big impact in our life from a coaching perspective. <clears throat> cool. I'm going to give you uh, two options on this last one. Um, so what's the most savage workout you can remember or savage weight cut you can remember from your time at Co? I know talking to Tanner, there's some brutal ones. Um, but anything come to mind on the, the most vicious weight cut or workout you, you went through when you were there? Um, the first thing that pops into my mind was um it was this was like my first week back from a surgery that i had and i was wrestling dustin hinchberger who was one of the assistants um he's a two or three time national champ from wartburg and uh we did like this we just just wrestled for a while and then we did at the end we did a front headlock snatch single but it was just it wasn't like to anything usually we do like a first to five or a first to three something like that and it wasn't to anything. And he didn't let me get off the mat until like 10, 15 minutes after everybody else was done. Um, and I was like, oh I was literally God. like crawling off the mat. And um, I think I lost like eight pounds at practice. And, and somebody of my stature is, that's, 
that's a lot of weight. <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, yeah. So that's the first, that's the first one that pops into my mind. Um, and there was some chippiness going on in that workout. Uh, I wanted to be done with it and, and he wanted to get an extra edge out of me kind of thing. So, um, I'm assuming by the workout being over that he got what he wanted. <laughs> God, I love that, man. That, I mean, that's, I just don't think people can understand like what level of exhaustion you are, but then it's just all shit. Maybe I could have gone another hour if I had to, or like, yeah. like how much further could you go? But then you can't do that every day though either, right? You can't push people like that every day, but no, man, I love that. I love that freaking story. You're crawling off the mat at the end. Yeah. And that's what, what other sport do you hear that in, you know? Yeah. To that, to that point of exhaustion, that's why I think wrestling just kind of teaches you a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Clayton Rush, this has been a, this has been a lot of fun, man. Uh, it's, it's always good to catch up with you. That's it for, uh, for me. Do you have any, uh, camps or clinics you're doing this summer or, um, just sticking at the high school right now? For anyone who uh, wants to, at, to find you, or okay, sticking at the high school right now, but I'm not uh, not uh, closed off to doing anything like that. So, call them up, people. Get them in your <laughs> get them in front of your kids. Get some clinics going on with this guy. Um, well, Clayton Rush, thanks again, man. It was a lot of fun. Have a great day, buddy. And all great things must come to an end. That's the end of this episode, but it's not the end of the season or the show. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to support the podcast please go to iTunes, give us a rating and subscribe, and also check out wrestlingmind.com for blogs and archived shows. Have a great day.